Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, take your Bibles and turn with me tonight to John chapter 12. John chapter 12. If you would please stand for the reading of God's Word if you're able to. John chapter 12. We're in a series that we've <clears throat> been preaching on on Sunday nights that we've titled Learning to Hear God. Again, as I mentioned every time we step in here concerning this, it is so important that we learn to hear the voice of the Lord. Yes. Soul needed today. I think that people are wandering aimlessly because they're not listening to the Lord, doing their own thing. Now listen to the voice of God. I think churches are in the same situation. They're just wandering aimlessly and, and, uh, because they're not listening to God. Just trying to do what comes easy and what comes natural to them. Now, we don't need that. We need to listen to God. We need to learn to listen to the Lord and hear the voice of the Lord in our lives and in our churches and in our nation again and ask God to do some great and mighty things. And I believe that the Lord spells things out well enough that we can know that it's His voice. We can understand that he is speaking. John chapter 12, begin reading verse 20. So there, was a certain, there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came before, uh, therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. Now Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and again Andrew, Philip telleth Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it. He that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there also my servant be. Shall, my servant, shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Then, there, then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. And the people therefore that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said, An angel spake to him. And Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for, your, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. If I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. If you look back again there at verse 30, it says, And Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. For your sakes. I'd like to preach a message I've titled, This Voice is for Your Sakes. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening requesting, Lord, by the mighty hand of God, by the presence of the Holy Spirit, by Jesus Christ in His name, Lord, we ask that you meet with us tonight. Not because we deserve it, not because we're anything, but Lord, that we might glorify you, and that we might lift you up before this, your people, your church, Lord, that they might be encouraged, that they might be strengthened. Lord, that we might learn to hear the voice of God. And Lord, that we might respond accordingly. And we might obey that voice. Dear Lord, I pray that you'd meet the needs of these folks in this room tonight and through this week. May they feel your presence, your hand on their life. 
Bless now the preaching of thy word, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You see it. We've preached, you know, many messages uh, on learning to hear God and the many ways in which He speaks. And, and it's important for us to understand that the voice which we hear is given for our sake. It's given for our sake. It's not God just doesn't spout off some things. He doesn't just do a few things. But it's for us. It's for our sakes. Um, I, over the years, I've had, I, I, I remembered uh, Dad talking to me at times, and maybe I wasn't really paying attention. And he'd say, son, I, I'm not just talking into the wind. You say, well, what does that mean? That means he's talking to me. And that's when he really wants you to listen. And uh, he, he's, uh, that, he said, I'm not just talking in the wind. He said, I'm not just saying something to be saying it. And so he was directing it towards me. It was for my sake that he was saying those things and trying to tell me something. Over the years, there's been different ones that I think of. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I, I, I still think about the time when Brother Clifford Rice came to our church the last time that he was there before he passed away. After he finished a revival with us, he went to my brother's church and preached there, and it was after that. In the middle of that revival, he told my, my brother, he said, I've got to go home. He said, I'm not feeling well, and he wound up, he had double pneumonia, and within a week or so, he had passed away. But he was there that week with me before that, just a couple weeks before that, and was preaching in our church. And it was a little bit different. Brother Rice, he was, when he gets up behind the pulpit, he, he would go 90 to nothing, preach, powerful preacher, man of God. When he was done, he'd come down and he'd stand over here. And uh, after you close the services, he'd say a few words to a few people. And out the door he went, went back to his motel. That's just where Brother Rice was. Uh, and you didn't see him usually until maybe at lunch you'd take him out or something like that to eat or something. But every day, every day, Brother Rice would call me, and I thought a little, it to be a little strange, but I didn't think a whole lot about it. He would call me every day. He said, what you doing, boy? And I'd say, well, I, I'm just reading my Bible or reading, doing a little study or something like that. He said, I'll be over. And he'd come over. He'd come over to church and... And uh, it'd be of morning, and and uh, he'd come in office, and uh, he'd uh, say, "Let's go." I said, well, "Where do you want to go?" He said, "I don't care." So let's just drive. And we get in my truck, and I drive back up toward, towards Fayette and Glasgow and different places, and back out in the country, and just drive. And and he looked at the land, and he'd talk about everything. But then he began to talk to me, and he began to tell me things, and begin to share things with me, and talk about different things. At the time, I thought Brother Rice was just, you know, just talking, and, and uh, I'd known him for years. I, I knew Brother Rice since I was in high school, or actually, no, since I was, yeah, I guess high school. And um, it was after that that when he passed away that I began to realize that he wasn't just talking, but he was talking for my sake. And he'd share some things with me that, that, in years to come would, would help me in making decisions. I've got a picture of him on my, on my bookshelf behind me, sitting there at a table. He's got an old Diet Coke sitting there, and I, I look at him, and 
He's got that haircut like mine. And uh, what a blessed man, I tell you what. And I still think back about him talking to me and sharing things with me. And things that I would run into. He wasn't just talking. You know how you do sometimes. You go for a drive, you just talk. He wasn't just talking. He was speaking for my sake. The Lord always speaks for our sake. He has a reason. He has a purpose behind it. He's not just blowing in the wind. And every, probably every person in this room, there's been people that's done the same thing in your life. And, and maybe after they're gone, you begin to realize that it was for your sake. It might have been a mom, a dad, a grandparent, somebody at work. You see, the hearing the voice of the Lord is for our sakes there. He says, Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me. He said, it's not, he said, the Lord didn't do it. The Heavenly Father didn't speak because of me. We would have thought, well, he spoke because of Jesus, speaking to Jesus, because if you read that and you look at it, it says, he, Jesus said, Father, glorify thy name. Then came the voice from heaven saying, I have glorified it and will glorify it again. You would think that that would be the Father speaking to the Son for Him saying, I want you to know I've already glorified it and I'll glorify it again. Carrying on the conversation. But Jesus said, that voice wasn't for me. How come? Because Jesus already knew. He already knew. He, he's God Himself. He knows everything. That speaking to him, the conversation between them was so that the people that was around uh, Jesus that day, it was for their sake. This Bible is not just another book to, to place on a shelf or to lay on the table at home. It contains the voice of God uh, as he speaks you can, you, to you and me and it's for our sakes. It's for your sake. It's for mine. Folks, we take so lightly the word of God. And God daily wants to speak to you through His Word. Daily He speaks and tries to get your attention, wanting to speak through the Scripture. It's not, it's not just, a, just a book. The Lord didn't think, well, you know, that'd be a pretty good book for everybody to have. I think I'll just put one together. Probably a top seller. God wasn't interested in selling books. God's interested in speaking to you and me. It's for our sake. All the Lord does has a purpose, has a plan. Every word spoken, every word that's been revealed or revealed or inferred or moved in our heart by the Lord or for our, it's for our sakes and for the sakes of those around us. This is why the Lord is, is so adamant about, about getting you and me to listen as He speaks. Because it's not, he's not just trying to fill up time. He's not just trying to pass the day. He's not just trying to, to just be friendly. He has a purpose. He has a plan in everything that He says. It's for your sake and for my sake. But do we really look at it that way? Sometimes we sit in a Sunday school class or sometimes we listen to the preaching or sometimes even in reading our own devotions, we just look at it as words and it means nothing to us. And God is trying to speak to you and me. It's for your sake and for my sake. He'll speak with power and might and understanding, with the understanding and need in our lives at the very time in which you're in. You see, the Lord knows what's going to happen tomorrow. 
And so maybe He spoke today to help you through tomorrow. He may have spoke last week to help you through this week. He may speak tonight to help you through the night. It's for a purpose. It's for a plan. It's for your sake that He speaks. It may be through the preaching of the Word. It may be through well, uh, the Scripture as you sit there and you looked at those verses. You may have read on down another verse or two. I, I'm guilty of doing that sometimes. Reading a verse or two on down after a preacher gets done. And, or maybe glancing over and I've got something highlighted in my Bible. You can pick up my Bible and flip through my Bible. And, and you'll find places that are highlighted in my Bible. And, and sometimes when a preacher gets to preaching and he's preaching over here. And I see something highlighted over here. I'm like, hmm, what's that over there? It's just natural. But I think sometimes God says, hey, look at this over here. I, I want to get your eyes over here for a minute. So I'm having him preach over here so you look over here and speak to your heart. It may be through a good, good gospel song. I believe God uses the gospel songs to speak to people's hearts. He said, uh, speak to your, yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And I believe he uses that. I don't know how many times I, there, I'd get in, get in, in my, my truck and, and have, maybe have a CD in and, and turn that thing on or, or maybe uh, uh, be around with a Christian radio station, maybe KJAB up there in Mexico and, and be able to get in and, and turn it on and there'd be a song come on that just speak to your heart. But yeah, there's been times I, I have a CD, I put that CD in there, I've listened to it several times and all of a sudden, Man, there is a message comes out of that, and I'm thinking, I've got to preach that. God's got to speak to my heart before I can speak to your heart. It's got to preach to me before I can ever preach it for, to you. God speaks through different ways, and He deals with our hearts. It may be through circumstances. It may be through other people or whatever it is. He speaks in so many different ways, but He speaks to the need that you have at the time. You see, that which the Lord speaks is from heaven. Therefore, by our Heavenly Father, it's not just words off of a page. We understand, we realize that this book was penned by, by several different writers. Uh, the, the, the different scripture, the Apostle Paul penned most of the, uh, of the uh, uh, New Testament We find there, of course, somebody in much of it wrote it as Paul told him what to write. We have Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and the different ones. We have those that we're not sure, you know, Hebrews. We have an idea of who, they may, who may have wrote Hebrews, but we're not sure. And then we go back over into the Old Testament. We have the Old Testament and the different writers. We know the Psalms. Part of the, of the Psalms is by David. Part of them is by Solomon. We have the Proverbs by Solomon. And we know about all these writers, and every, every single one of those writers were different. Every single one of them. I mean, if we was to take these four guys in the front row and, and say, okay, I want every one of you to write about, I don't know, let's pull, you just pull a subject and say, I want you to write about this subject. Every single one of them would be different. Unless they sit next to one another, then they'd probably all be alike. <clears throat> they'd copy off of somebody else. But the fact is, is that, yes, even though it was penned by so many different people, it was given by the Father above. You can see the personalities in the writers, but you can see the hand of God in the Scripture. You can see the, 
the viewpoint of some of the writers, but you can see the vantage point of the Heavenly Father. As He looks from above, from heaven, we find there, it says in, in, in verse 28, it says, And Father, glorify Thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven. A voice from heaven. Even though you pick up this book, there's a voice from heaven going to speak. Even though you listen to that music on, on uh, that CD that, and God is speaking to you, it's a voice from above. Yes, it comes through the speaker. Yes, it's on a CD. Yes, it's, it's in a player. But you know what? There's a, there's a voice from above that begins to speak to your heart concerning those words. Though the Lord speaks from His Word, the Bible, or through, those, through the Holy Spirit, or by the circumstances in our lives, or by divine intervention, it's the Lord speaking. It's the Lord Jehovah speaking from heaven. It, it therefore is not, it is not always a, a one size fits all. Because what you need is not necessarily what I need at that time. Now there's things that every one of us is alike in what we need. Salvation, number one, the, uh, the, the young lady that came forward in the services this morning got saved. That was a great need in her, her life. She didn't know Christ was saved. She got saved. She asked Jesus Christ to come to her heart, life, and save her. But you know what? There was others in the auditorium that, that, uh, didn't, that wasn't the need in their life. And God didn't speak to them in that need because they already knew Christ as their Savior. But every one of us has to come to, to Calvary the same way. We have to come to the Lord the same way through Jesus Christ and His shed blood. And so the Holy Spirit deals, but it may be in different ways and through different circumstances to, to get us to where we receive Christ. But the Lord speaks. It's by the Heavenly Father that knows your need at that very time, that very moment, as the Lord speaks for your sake. It gives a new meaning to listening to God. Because no matter where you are at in your life, he is, He's there also and He'll speak. You know, and I don't, I don't know how to explain this, and I'm not saying that anybody's better than the other. You guys all stand up for a minute. Just stand up. You don't have to come up here. Just stand straight up. Just face me like that. Now, now look at this. He's a little bit taller than him. He's a little bit taller than him. He's a little bit taller than him. A little bit difference in their heights. We could run every one of them across the scale and there'd be a difference in their weight. But you know what? It's, it's the, there's the same need in, in many people's lives and, and there's a difference in, in, the, in, in their heights and everything. Spiritually speaking, let's, let's use this as, as an example. He's a tall, so say that that is the... He's, he's grown more, let's say that this is, we're talking spiritually now. Let's say that he is, he's a, a little bit higher than him on, on spirituality and walking with the Lord. And maybe he's a little bit higher than him on spirituality walking with the Lord. And maybe he's a little bit higher than him walking, you need to grow a little bit, man, you're getting behind. Anyway, uh, uh, spirituality with the Lord. We're not all at the same place. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't speak. He still speaks. Thank you, Father. You can sit down. And so he's dealing with our hearts where we're at spiritually. Can I tell you something? It wouldn't matter if he was 10 foot tall spiritually. God's still going to deal with his heart. Still going to speak to him. He still needs to grow. Hey, listen, there's 11 foot after 10. There's 12 foot after 11. There's 13 foot after, after 12. And I'm not using new math, man, because they'll mess you up. <laughs> the Lord will continue to speak. We can go by age in here. We're not going to go around and start asking everybody their age, but hey, listen, the bottom line is this, that you're never too old to hear the voice of God. 
As God deals with your heart, as He speaks to your heart and tries to draw you near to Him, the Lord speaks for your sake in your life where you're at spiritually. But there's those that many times they fail to listen to the Lord. They, those in that day, if you notice there, they, they, they did not recognize the voice of God. Therefore, they failed to have an understanding of the purpose of the Lord speaking. Notice the look at verse 29. It says, The Lord therefore, or I'm sorry, the people therefore that stood by and heard it said, It thundered. Others said, An angel spake to him. Some discerned what the speaking of the Lord as just a noise of thunder. Just a rumbling. Then there's others who got a little bit closer. They said, an angel spoke to him. An angel spoke to him. Here's the sad part. Many Christians today, as God begins to speak to their hearts, it might be, it might be through a difficult situation in their life and He's trying to speak to them. And all they're saying is, man, it's thunder and lightning and, and storming. And they don't realize that it's the voice of God speaking. They're not looking to listen to the Lord. They're not trying to see if it's God speaking. They're not trying to see if the Lord's trying to tell them something in the situation. Some may say, you know what, I think it's an angel. Maybe, maybe God's trying to get my attention. Hopefully we would be to that point where we say, God, I know you're speaking to me. And like Samuel would say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth thee. Speak, Lord. But, each, but what was spoken was for their sake, those who stood there. And God was trying to speak to, to them who were around Jesus, trying to get them to understand that Jesus was the very Son of God. And that he was audibly speaking to his son. And he was trying to get them to understand that and try to see that. How many times does God speak to us and we just brush it off? Well, I don't see anything going on in my life today. I'm not going through difficult problems. I'm not, I'm not having any difficulties today. I'm not struggling in anything. I haven't asked the Lord for anything. That's not God speaking to me. Not God speaking to me. My wife heard something one time, and and uh, lady at a ladies' meeting or something, and, and uh, uh, she come home and told me about it, and I didn't think a whole lot about it. I just went, yeah, that, well, pretty neat, pretty neat. And I may have this wrong, but I, but I, 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 I'll use it the way that the Lord spoke to me. You see that penny right there? I picked that up today. My wife knows where I'm going with this. It was heads up. Good for you, preacher. You got a penny. <laughs> and it was something that I never thought of. And, 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 it, and, you could, and it, all it did is a reminder. I'm going I'm to put it this way. It's a reminder. Some of you never look at a penny on the floor differently or out on the parking lot. Most of you will step over it because it's a penny. It's the smallest of money denomination that we have in the American currency. 
But now when I see a penny laying down because of what my wife shared with me, when I pick it up, and especially if it's heads up, say, God loves me. I never thought that before until my wife had shared it with me. And I thought, God loves me. You see, preacher, that's a penny. That's silly. But God uses it to remind me that he loves me. In the smallest things of this world, God says, I love you. Even in that still small voice of a penny, he reminds me that he loves me. I got excited the other day when I went to Walmart. I found a nickel. Amen. <laughs> Said, you pick it up? You better believe I picked it up. I found this penny this morning. Picked it up. Hadn't even thought about it until just two minutes ago. But I had that penny in my pocket that I picked up this morning. But when I picked it up this morning, I said, thank you, Lord. I love you, too. You say, preacher, that... <sighs> you say what you want to. In the smallest of ways, God speaks. For your sake. Because he wants to remind you that he loves you. Those people that day said, well, it was a thunder. They weren't paying attention. They didn't, they didn't stop and say, well, I think it was God speaking. And, but they was, the Lord was trying to show them it was for their sake that their faith might be helped. That they might understand that Jesus was the very Son of God. To give them proof God spoke to His Son. But it was for their sake. The Lord speaks for your sake. He speaks to give you direction in your life. The psalmist said in Psalms 1611, he says, Thou wilt show me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 25, 4 says, Show me thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy paths. Revelations 4.1 says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee these things which must be hereafter. And God is speaking to give you direction in your life. Whether it's from the Word of God, whether it's from, from circumstances, whether it's by the, the Holy Spirit just revealing some things in your life, God is speaking to give you direction. It's for your sake, for your sake. It's for your sake that the Lord speaks to give you, incre to increase your faith. Many times there's, the Lord will speak and ask us to do something, to step out and to trust Him. And the whole purpose is, is not that he, he necessarily has to have that done, but He's trying to get you to trust Him and to grow in your faith. Some of you guys that preached this morning, you looked at it as a chore. God looked at it as an opportunity to grow you in Him so that you might be, a, be used by Him in a great way that, that you could speak and others could hear the gospel. So many times we don't realize it's the Lord trying to give us direction and to increase our faith. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 26, He said, And when the disciples saw Him 
walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if, thou, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And notice this, and he said, Jesus spoke, he said, and he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. He said, yeah, preacher, but uh, Peter began to sink not too long after that. Yeah, but the Bible says that he began to walk on the water. Even though Jesus even rebukes him for not having faith and for doubting. Who do you find preaching on the day of Pentecost? Peter. Who do you see leading out? Peter. That stepping out of that water, listening to the voice of the Son of God, at some point, maybe not right then, but at some point, increased his faith to trust the Lord. You see, God knows where you're at. And, and as he speaks to you, it may not be something for this very moment, but it may be down the line. It may be when he says, okay, step out on the water. You may stumble and you may fall. And you may sink a little bit. But later on, you begin to say, you know what? Hey, I did walk on the water. I can imagine Peter uh, and in the moment and everybody else and some of the guys say, oh, there he went. He sunk, you know, oh, look like a rock. And then Peter remembers, you know what? I got out of the boat. I stepped on the water. I took some steps on the water. But then I doubted. I began to sink. But when I trusted him, when I was trusting him, when I kept my eyes on him, I walked on the water. And it increased his faith at some point. When God speaks to you and when he speaks to me, it's for our sake. That at some point he might increase our faith and trust in him. That we might follow him. It's for our sake. That voice for our sakes that we, is for our sake that we might have peace. In Mark chapter 4 and verse 38 says, And, and he was in the hinder part. Another time when they was on the, on, the, on the sea there. It says, And when he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a, on a pillow, they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest not that, that, uh, not that we perish? And he arose and he rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey? When the Lord speaks, it's for your sake and mine. And possibly some of those apostles, those disciples was that was in that ship at that time, later on when they were going through uh, uh, being captive and thrown in prison and thrown in jail, Maybe they remembered that time that they was on, the, on that stormy uh, sea and the Lord stood up and He said, Peace be still. And a peace comes into their heart as He speaks to them, reminding them, Remember how I calmed the sea? 
You remember the power that you spoke about? I'm still here. And a peace could come into their hearts and lives. When the storms of your sea, God's going to speak. And I believe he'll speak, peace, be still. Now you have a choice. You can say it thundered. Or you can say it's the voice of God. Begin to listen and understand that God's speaking peace to your heart because you can trust Him. And so that you can have faith in Him and follow Him. So many times we fail to realize that He's speaking. That voice is for our sakes. That we might have great joy. That we might be encouraged. That we might be convicted and repent and draw near to Him. As He speaks and as He wants us to hear His voice. But let me say this in closing. Because He does speak, we're responsible. Every person in this room, you've probably been at some point in your life, you're supposed to do something or somebody told you, do, told you something and... and uh, you didn't do it. And they come back and said, didn't I tell you to do this? Didn't I tell you that that was your job? You're responsible. You see, when you hear the voice of God and when he begins to try to speak to you and me, we're responsible. Can I tell you something else? You're responsible whether you listen or not. You're responsible whether you listen or not because you're responsible as to whether you listen. Well, preacher, I, 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 you know, I never did hear God really speak and really to me about my faith and trusting Him in this situation. You know what your problem is? You didn't listen. You're responsible for your own situation of no faith because you wouldn't listen. You're responsible for maybe that, that struggle in your life because you wouldn't listen. Over and over and over and over and over, and you've heard me say it, and you'll hear as long as I've pastor, you'll hear me say it. I've told kids and different ones as being a, a, a youth pastor and counseling teenagers and as being a pastor and counseling adults even, but mostly with kids, I, I've told them this, if you would just listen it'd save you a lot of heartache if you just listen. Well, I, 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 no, you're still responsible because you wouldn't listen. Every one of us are responsible whether we listen or not. We find here that in John 12 and verse 31 there, he says, now is the judgment of this world now shall the prince of this world be cast out. But no, it says, now is the judgment of the world. Right after he talks about the speaking of the Lord, he says, now is judgment. He said, the Lord has spoke. They've not listened. And now there's judgment. Why is there judgment? Because he's spoken. And many refuse to listen. And then must come that judgment when we refuse to listen. In Proverbs chapter 1, and quite a few verses here I'm going to read, but listen to it and listen to it intently. Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. Who's wisdom, preacher? The Word of God. She crieth in the chief place of concourse. 
in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, you simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. It's God speaking here. He said, listen to me. But the very next verse is, Because I have called, and ye refused. I have, set, I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But ye have set it not all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. Otherwise, you wouldn't listen to me. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh, when your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof, otherwise his words him speaking. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. He said, if you'll listen... He said, because I'm speaking for your sake. He said, if you'll listen. He said, you'll dwell safely. And you'll be quiet from the fear of evil. You see, the Lord speaks to you and me. Therefore, we're responsible to listen and to obey. In Luke chapter 12 and verse 48, the latter part of that verse there, or the middle part of it says, For unto whomsoever much is given of him shall shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. We're responsible. We're responsible to listen to the voice of God. Why, preacher? Because he's not just speaking, he's speaking for your sake. For your sake, for your sake, for your sake, for your sake, I could keep on going. It would be like me coming to you directly and saying, Wyatt, there's such and such out in the parking lot. I need it off there. Somebody's going to run into it and get hurt. Would you get it off there? And I come to him. If he chooses not to do what I said and somebody gets hurt, I'm going to come back and say, Wyatt, You're responsible. Well, well, preacher, I spoke to you. You're responsible. One day we'll stand before the Lord and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he's Lord. Every one of us shall give an account of what we've done in this body, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Oh, that we would listen because we're responsible because he speaks for our sake. He speaks for our sake. Let's bow. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you that you do speak for our sake and that you care about us individually. You know how to speak to our hearts at any given need in our life and at the time that we're facing it. And 
and maybe even down the road you know where we're going to be and so Lord you speak through different situations through the Bible through teachings through songs through uh, the Holy Spirit through uh, different things that you reveal in our lives Lord you're speaking and trying to get us to understand something Lord help us not to just say that it thundered but help us to begin to listen intently to the voice of God through the word of God and the Holy Spirit of God whether you be speaking through circumstances or whether you be speaking through the Word of God or whether you be speaking through uh, different things, Lord, may we realize that you're speaking for our sake. For our sake. Have your will and the invitation, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me?